Hey, Dre, Jason, is it me? Or are you guys having a hard time finding pickup games or, or leagues to play basketball around your area? Man, I hate it. I'm so out of shape. I need to find somewhere to play basketball again. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, to your point, uh, me as well. But I've tried. I've tried into it. Brutal. Like, nobody wants to play. Like, not here. Uh, I'm new to this area. Like, nobody's playing with me. Well, you're in luck because I've actually found an easy way to play sports again. So Javelin is a mobile app made by a Toronto-based company whose goal is to make it easier to play sports. So if you have a team or a group of players who you play with on the regular, you can use Javelin to message your teammates, coordinate events, and track who's in and who's out. In addition, you're looking to join a pickup game in your area. You can introduce yourself in one of their public pickup groups to connect with players uh, near you. Really? I got to check this out. Yeah, and that's the the great part about this is that Javelin has made it their goal to help people return to sports after the pandemic. So as part of their promotion, they're offering everything in their app free for everyone who signs up. So make sure you check out Javelin Sports Inc. That's J-A-V-E-L-I-N sportsinc.com to join a pickup game or a sport league in your area right now. So basically, I wanted this episode to be about, we'll have our own slander pod. Shout out to Will Liu uh, on that the Raptor show. He he has a, he, he slanders uh, anyone who is, you know, worth slandering. And I feel like the Bucks yesterday was worth slandering, but we'll get into that. Uh, I just want to say welcome to That's a Rep Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. We are recording this on Saturday, the 16th of January. We just, the Raptors, just pulled out an impressive win against a pretty healthy, I wouldn't say fully healthy, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. But they did have a, you know, MVP candidate, Giannis Antetokounmpo, playing. And we pulled off a win, a 103-96 to win right after a stinker against the Detroit Pistons, a 103-87 loss. So, Dre, I, I don't know what we're, what kind of slander we're going to go to, like the, the slander be- against the Raptors, against the Pistons, or the slander between the Bucks and the Raptors. Uh, let's start off with the Detroit game first, okay? Do we have to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have to, but I have to. Because ba- the Pistons are, since... Dwayne Casey took over for as head coaching position for the Detroit Pistons. They have won the record against the Toronto Raptors is eight and three. Uh, so we've only won three games against the Dwayne Casey led Pistons in the last 11 games, bro. The Detroit Pistons are terrible. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be transparent. I don't have league pass. I am not a, uh, a fan of either Bell or Rogers. Uh, so I'm trying to watch these games as, as much as possible, which means that I'm going to watch a lot of away games. And in this case, I watched both the Detroit Pistons and the Milwaukee Bucks uh, color commentary. The, during the time when the Detroit Pistons were playing pretty good defense against the Raptors, I would say arguably very good defense, the, the Detroit Pistons commentary were like, this is the best defense 
by far this entire year. And they were surprised that the Detroit were playing so freaking hard. Like, Dwayne Casey won't say it himself. Maybe the players will. But they have a vendetta against the Raptors. Don't you agree? Is there a Dwayne Casey curse? It's... It's not a curse. I don't. I don't really know what it is. It's um, because I, I. I don't. I don't believe in curses myself, but I do. Uh, I do believe in lapses in judgment. I believe. Okay. In, okay. Uh, uh, I mean, here. Here's what's frustrating. It's if you lose to a team like the Thunder, which are also terrible. And they're going through their own experiment, the uh, the mm-hmm. endless amounts of picks experiment. At least yes, they're still the, uh, the rookie who right now is probably eight years old. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least it's like not a very good team, but it's like somewhat of a team. When you lose to a failed experiment like small ball or tall ball, and these are the the last dying remnants, there's something wrong with your team. And I don't when when the Pistons were they were never great when Casey went over to them, but they had better years than others. Like they were they were obviously doing a little better than they are the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that we struggle against them and it, like the team is quite drastically different from when Casey was coaching. So how? Like perhaps because he knows Nick Nurse, I I don't perhaps I don't there know is why there's one they're play Dre. There is one play uh, against or where Dwayne Casey drew up, and it was uh, I believe it's called a pistol play that Nick Nurse draws up a lot to get a corner three to whomever Gary Trent for Van Fleet, Ooh. but it's like a. Uh, the, the the ball is on the top of the key and it kind of recircles around the, the perimeter until there's a there's like a screen on the baseline to get a free look for a three-pointer on the corner. And that's what the Raptors pull a lot, a lot last year and some this year, but because we don't have very many good three-pointers, it doesn't use as a lot. But Dwayne Casey pulled that out in, in game and I saw that happening it was like you sneaky son of a gun like there is there is no way that Dwayne Casey doesn't know the schemes of Nick Nurse Nick Nurse was under his his wing for god knows how long mm-hmm. right there's no way that they don't know one another what I'm very interested in is how Nick Nurse doesn't have a counter punch right right Dwayne Casey, every single eight man, the record is eight and three against the Raptors. Man, there's no way Dwayne Casey doesn't know tit for tat what this team can do. And at least if they were a good team, eight and three would be like, oh well, them's the breaks. But it's right. the Detroit Pistons, who are arguably, arguably one of the worst teams in the league. Dude, they're ten and third. They're ten and thirty-one. Like their second worst <laughs> record-wise. The fact that the Rockets. The Rockets are technically better than them is a disaster. Yet we don't. It's mind boggling. And we didn't just lose. We were down by like 20 for a sizable portion of that game. It was bad. Like against yeah. this team? Like, come on. And uh, I believe it was uh, Jay pointed out that Matt Chance on Twitter, he was like, um, the since the Raptors came back from the biggest deficit in franchise history against the Dallas Mavericks a few years ago, the Raptors fan base will forever believe that we can come back from any deficit. 
any deficit. So that's why, like, even in 48 minutes of terrible basketball by the Detroit Pistons, six minutes left to go and we're down by 20, we're feeling like we can still win this game, which is, you know, if you're a true fan base, you stick to the end, right? But that game in particular was a terrible game for the Raptors. Yeah. Like, it, uh, oh. it's just hideous. Yeah, I mean, shooting shooting twenty eight uh, percent from three, thirty two from field goal range, uh, giving up fifty two points in the paint. It was not. It was not a good look. Okay, knowing that the Raptors were playing the next day, Nick Nurse decides to continue to play his starters, even though we weren't playing very well. So that's what everyone was kind of you know bothered about. Now let's move on to the Bucks game. Okay, because that just happened. Uh, at first, you know, I feel like all of us Raptors fans included were a little, you know, I want to say scared, but just like little, uh, maybe pessimistic about this game against the Bucks because you got Giannis coming back, and you know, they're he's a reigning MVP, and I, I, I don't, I'm not going to give credit where credit is due. Milwaukee is a good ass team. Now they didn't have Drew Holiday, still don't have Brook Lopez, but what Siakam did against that mm-hmm. that you know Bucks line, they you know putting up a triple double. Like, t- talk about talk about curses. The Raptors have won five straight against the Bucks in in the regular season. Again, albeit regular season, but it looks like we are the Detroit Pistons for the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, maybe there are a couple of similarities. So uh, you you know if you want to talk about the spite the spitefulness of of this type of rain. Um, perhaps it's us being disgruntled that we didn't get Giannis uh, when that we were uh, a very hot spot for him. And he ended up winning a championship in the same way that Casey was exiled and the Raptors ended up winning a championship. So mm, there could be that level okay. of, I see that I, 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 it's not true. I'm just grasping at straws to make it work. But in my opinion, I feel like the best thing the Raptors could have ever done was beat them in their playoff run because I feel like those yeah. six games together in a season where the Bucks didn't lose two in a row to anybody. Um, and I remember the first game, the first game when Giannis wasn't even playing that season and we got eviscerated by threes, 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 defensive stops, defensive mm-hmm. stops. And it was like, oh my God, how are we supposed to beat these guys? They're the top team in the league. How are we supposed to beat them in a playoff run? And we were down two. Lo and behold, I feel like those following four games, Nick Nurse figured out this is how you just dis- this is how you dismantle the Bucks. And I feel like he's held yeah. that with them the entire time because it's such a good record. the The reigning champions, Bucks. And let's be honest. I like being honest, even though, uh, you know, I obviously uh, play favorites and, and I'm a fan. The Raptors haven't been at their best. Uh, well, this season, they're starting to shape up a, a lot, which is really nice to see. But last season, especially, was one of their worst seasons in uh, in recent memory. And yet we still continue to beat the reigning champion Bucks team and the rising yeah. champion Bucks team. So... What that is to me is once we're like a fantastic team again, we don't necessarily have to worry about the Bucks because I feel like Nurse has them figured out. 
where you think so, yeah I, I i i feel like they have a consensus of what they want to do with Giannis and what they want to do with middleton yeah. i feel like the fact that um drew holiday wasn't on the floor is makes a big difference because yeah. drew holiday is pound for pound like i i i, I agree with bud he is a great great defender he's yeah. massive he's a good handler and against a 6-1 point guard against uh fred van vliet i mean that it was it's a hard fight definitely a hard fight um i i just feel like the bucks don't really they kind of play within their head you know like it's it's almost like when the raptors face the detroit pistons we get in our heads we always think about oh uh this is Dwayne casey revenge game i feel like for for bucks bucks fans in particular it's like they they get in their head man we we get in their head because they remember the the two and oh in the playoffs and then we sweeping them they remember the norman powell game it against the Bucks in the first playoff round we're in their heads man I I I, I don't doubt that no I don't th- doubt that either and uh I think it's uh you know bringing up your holiday is a good point because he for sure was the uh the final piece to that puzzle um yeah and you know not having him I feel like will always reinstill the lapses in the Bucks uh the Bucks playbook, which a lot of it is kick it out to the perimeter or have Giannis storm in the lane. And or have Giannis storm in the lane. There we go. And uh with Drew, a great two-way player, that opens up a lot of possibilities. So that's that's for sure part of it. Um but yeah, this this whole Bucks thing has been going on like with the Raptors and, and the Bucks. This has been going on as long as I can remember. Even like like uh like the red days like uh early 2000s like i remember for the longest time like even when i was a kid i don't know what it was there was just some sort of a something where i remember being going to raptors game and being very confused why was the bucks mascot here and why were they kicking the crap out of him like like why is he here so like i don't really know what it is and maybe jay who's um you know, who's uh, got a recollection, you know, uh, a, a working memory of the entire Raptors uh, franchise since they first started. Um, but as long as I can remember, there's been a bit of a rift between, even a playful one, between the Raptors mm-hmm. and Milwaukee. Yeah. And this only strengthens it, this whole, and let's be honest, this rift was happening when neither team was close to being the best in the East. Let's let's just call it That's what fair. it is. But once yes, that was yes, a possibility, absolutely. and we could be, once the Heat dismantled, once uh, you know, uh, once the Cavaliers were no longer who they were, and LeBron went to the West, this was finally the opportunity for somebody to make it out of the East and potentially win this whole thing. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like this was like an ongoing bubbling cauldron that finally spilled over and said all right which one of us is going to take it so i i feel like this has been going on for years so the reason why i want to say you know slander pot okay there's a couple of and i'm not i'm not discrediting the bucks i think the bucks are fantastic and i think that they have a really good chance of going back to back however there are just a few things that gets me going when it comes to being a raptors fan one the milwaukee bucks 
head coach, but saying that, you know, Giannis should be shooting 50 or 40 to 50 free throws during this game because of all the fouls. Excuse me, Mr. Uh, your team has 35 free throws and we have 20 free throws in the entire game. Excuse me for, for asking for more, you know, uh, free throws for both Siakam and OG and Fred Van Vliet. And basically Giannis, all he does, and, and again, I'm not discrediting this team, but Giannis bulldozes his way into the lane because he's strong enough to do so. But just because he's going to put his shoulder down and people are trying to get there in, in time to draw charges doesn't mean that he deserves 50 freaking free no, throws. If you're Second asking thing. for 50 free throws, that's uh, you're either begging for calls because of fouls, and that's just not how mm-hmm. the league works, and we've learned that by now. And secondly, uh, if that's not the case, you're kind of playing the game wrong. Like You're not playing for yes. the foul shots. You're, you're playing for those and everything in between so it's a it's a stupid thing Mm -hmm. to say that is that is quite uh nerve-wracking when it comes to the raptors fans second second one is what the hell is going on with bobby portis and pascal siakam what do are are they saying something to each other or do they have some sort of riff going do they have a bet going on because every time bobby portis goes against siakam he gets like he gets hella you know, violent almost like he wants to get into under his skin and shout out to Pascal Siakam for actually not taking the bait, right? Even the last game, there was one time where I guess Pascal got an N1 or something like that. And they, and, and Bobby Porter's just like, didn't, I don't know, didn't want anything to do with him. And then, and then this beef started happening last game uh, against the Bucks. Siakam goes in for an N1 screams and I'll be, he probably screamed in front of Bobby Portis and Bobby Portis headbutts him. So after that, that's when the Raptors started to gain momentum. Mm-hmm. And and even Fred during postgame, he was like, when asked about uh, that exchange between Bobby Portis and and Pascal Siakam, he was basically saying that they needed to decide if, you know, we're going to turn on and and turn it on. They did. So, so honestly, thank you, Bobby Portis, for getting Siakam to, you know, go MVP and go freaking ham. Now, the third thing, unless you have something to do, you have any thoughts about Bobby Portis? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And finally, NBA on ESPN uh, Twitter account. Okay. Four minutes into the game, they tweet out a picture of Giannis Antetokounmpo holding up some something, right? Something photoshopped, saying that the Bucks were up sixteen to two at the eight minute mark in the first quarter. Now, that circulated a lot. <laughs> we'll put it that way because you don't, you know, you you don't put any first quarter leads or first half leads or whatever you have it uh, at the beginning of the game because. Look what happens, man. Karma. So, so much slander, man. So much. Don't tweet out the four first four minutes of the game pretending that you're going to win. Unless man. you're the I Bills. Mean, ESPN. Unless you're the Bills. <laughs> I mean, they they did win. Yeah, and they won by a lot. Yes. <laughs> That's true. So, I mean, Milwaukee. I like you. You got. I, I don't know what kind of uh, rivalry we got going on, but I like it. Let's let's see where it goes. I mean, again, you guys are the record shows. You guys are doing well. You guys are fourth in the East. It was twenty seven eighteen, but you know we 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 didn't think that we were going to be this good. And right now we're in eighth place. So 
slander to the Bucks. And finally, before we take a break, Dre, the next game we have is against the Miami Heat. This is the first time we're mm. going to see Larry uh, in a Miami Miami Heat jersey facing the Raptors. Uh, as Fred VanVleet said, man, he's looking forward to facing that old man. I have a bet going on, bro. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to be taking the first charge from, from Lowry? Do, I have my money on uh, OG. <laughs> Who do you think is going to get taken the first charge? I feel like Siakam trying to do a spin move in the paint. It's going to draw the first charge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, man. But I mean, this is it. This it's it's going to be bittersweet, obviously, right? Like Lowry is. This is the first time we're going to see Lowry in another uniform facing the Toronto Raptors. You're going to see basically Lowry versus Fred Van Fleet, like the mini me of Kyle Lowry. Dwayne Casey even said that Lowry, or Fred Van Fleet is the clone of Lowry. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting. What are your thoughts about this game? Do you have any predictions? Do you see, uh, you know, what what's going to happen with Lowry? Uh, this is a tough call because. Um... If this was earlier in the season, the Heat were much more structured and destined to be mm-hmm. like a top of the East. The Raptors were looking too hot, <clears throat> and we knew that. You fast forward to now, and almost in like, you know, if we ignore that Pistons game, because please let's just ignore it. Um, <laughs> the Raptors, the Raptors are actually in playoff contention, not even like for the play-in tournaments. If I'm not mistaken, they're either seventh right. or eighth still, right? So eighth right now. Eighth. Yeah. So yeah, let's eighth right now and and half a game back behind the Hornets. Which is nothing. Place. That's nothing. It's easy. So mm. we're actually doing pretty well. Whereas the Heat have had a, a number of setbacks and are back to their uh blowing out the games or losing ones that they shouldn't lose type of mentality that they've been in, in the last couple of years. Uh winning more than losing for sure. But um I feel like with enough of their setbacks and uh, I don't know if I had to guess because they're Mm -hmm. winning more than they're losing, I'm still going to go the heat, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything. I think it's going to go down to the wire. And I think um, the Raptors for sure have a chance to win this one. I will say that. Yeah, I, I again, I believe Gary Trent Jr. is still questionable. And also Scotty Barnes was available mm-hmm. against the Bucks, but they didn't. Uh, he wasn't in uniform. So I feel like um, there is going to be a little bit more bodies coming in for the Raptors. The Heat, I know that Jimmy just came back. I know that Bam is coming back as well. So they're not fully healthy as well. I also agree that this is going to be a tighter match. Well, I'm hoping that it's not going to be a blowout because no one wants to have that Detroit game again. Please, no. for the love of God. But I'm. it's going to be fun, man. It's going to. It's going to be sad. To, th- to see Lowry find like I-, I don't know about you but I haven't been watching heat games just because it's a little bit too it's too soon oh, I've been watching heat games <laughs> they're, they're, they've been good have you yeah, good. is this is it is it weird looking at seeing uh, Lowry in a heat jersey I mean I'm probably it's not that bad because they're kind of in the same color scheme well, that, but like, that's, he... that's exactly it unfortunately yeah. I'm uh I'm a creative person more than a literary person. So like, uh, I remember faces more than names, for instance. Um, right. I associate okay. everything with like imagery. So like if he was in like a, a Hornets jersey or like, uh, I don't know, like a Lakers jersey, it would just right. not look right. It would be like, okay, this is tough. But considering that the Miami Heat are black, red, 
white. Uh, they even kind of have <laughs> like a, a kind of gold look uh, with some of their jerseys. Mm-hmm. It's not too far off, so it's almost like it's almost like a spot the picture type thing, like to spot the difference where it's like, okay, this looks familiar, but something's a little off. So it, it hasn't right, been right. it hasn't <laughs> been too jarring. But like when DeRozan was in a Spurs jersey, I remember that was like, wow. That was that was pretty strange. But now he's in a red jersey, yeah. so it's like, oh yeah, this this feels a little normal. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's kind of like when. Do you remember when Tommy Parker? Um, yeah, that was jarring. The that was weird. Him wearing a teal blue jersey and not a gray or silver black jersey. That was strange. I'm sorry, that should have never happened. Like it, he yeah. was one year yeah, away he anyway. Should he should have just wrapped it up as a spur. I know this was I all know. stemming from the Could Kawhi you imagine stuff, if like Ginobili but... or or Tim Duncan wore I don't know green or or uh, blue or something like that's just strange, man. It's strange. Or like Tim Duncan went to Sacramento or something. Like it just really <laughs> really weird. Yeah, like Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it is what it is. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we got to do one of those like the strangest, uh, uh, you know, players in in different jerseys or something like that. I think I've I've seen those I've seen those uh, threads before, and those are pretty strange. I mean, Hakeem Olajuwon in Toronto Raptors jersey was pretty strange. For one. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, that'll always be there. Yeah, it's always a little strange. All right, so let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about some strange outwardly trade discussion i know it's coming up man all right we'll talk to you guys soon break a uh, rumor has it Hassan Whiteside is still apologizing for that play anyway uh we are back <laughs> <laughs> yo Hassan Whiteside has to be in a lot of Shaq in the Fools he is. he has he is oh my god I think him and like JaVale McGee are probably like neck and neck with like how many times around Shaq well uh I feel like that that gap is uh shortening a little bit because uh, as we all know JaVale McGee is no longer uh, allowed to be uh, shown on Shaq in the Fools so uh uh, I feel like fair point, fair well, point. actually, uh, probably at this point, Westbrook's been on it the most. So, <laughs> oh, I know it sucks though because I love, I like, I really like Westbrook, man. Like, I, I, maybe I haven't really been exposed to the negative part of his game. I don't know. I just feel like Westbrook has this growl, this this like, I don't know, give 120% on the floor no matter what. Laker fans, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but I've always liked Russell Westbrook. So, okay. Um <laughs> well, welcome back to That's a Rep podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans at the beginning of this episode. We talked about we basically slandered both the Raptors and the Bucks, the Raptors just cannot get over the Dwayne Casey hump. Basically, I saw on Twitter is like someone just apologized to Dwayne Casey so we can get over with this. <laughs> please. Yes, please. They are eight and three against the Raptors. Now, 
On the other hand, we can slander the Bucks too because the Raptors have won five straight over the Bucks, and this was against a back to back. Or the Raptors were on a back to back, and the Bucks were, you know, kind of healthy. So slander the Bucks. Why not? That's always fun for Raptor fans. Now, talk about slanders, bro. These trade uh, rumors for the Raptors are ridiculous. Okay, let's just go one by one for them. The first one I saw was the Los Angeles Lakers expressing interest uh, for in Gary Trent oh, Jr. per Mike A. Scotto. <laughs> and I'm I'm just saying the Laker fans and Lakers, you know, mafia or whatever you call them, they think that everybody wants to become a Laker. No. Uh I like. I guess it's just the 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 Laker mentality. It's kind of like Boston mentality. Everyone thinks that they want to. Everyone thinks that people want to be on the Boston Celtics or the Los Angeles Lakers because they're like really. I don't know. Popular. This legacy. And they they have a yeah legacy and everything like that. Like okay, every sure you can express interest in Gary Trent. What are you going to give up? It's not like you can give up anybody that we want. So. What did you think about that when you heard about the Gary Trentuna rumors? Uh, if my eyes could roll anymore, I think they would be permanently <laughs> be stuck in the back of my head. So, no, yeah. here's what I want to say. Take it from somebody who is a fan of a very small market team that the majority of the world doesn't care about. Look, do players, when they're growing up, aspire to be a part of the big ones? The Lakers, the Knicks, the, the Celtics? Sure. I would absolutely say that that is for sure true. But what they fail mm-hmm. to realize is if your team is a complete and utter mess right now, it doesn't matter if he slapped that name onto it. Think of it as like when you want to get a car and you're a teenager and it's like, okay, I can't wait to drive. What do I think I'm going to get? I'm going to get, ooh, my, my family's going to get me a Mercedes because they love me, right? Or, oh, I'm so stoked. I guess uh, <laughs> kids nowadays can be like, oh, they're going to get me a Tesla. I'm so stoked. And you wind up with like, you know, a Toyota Corolla. And it's like, oh, okay. All right. But then you realize that you're really comfortable with it. This is a small market team. It's like, right. oh, I'm really right, comfortable right. with this. this. This does the trick. I, I like this. This This resonates with me. Let's say you do get a chance to drive in that Tesla or in that Mercedes Benz and you're like, wow, this is fantastic. This is amazing. Yeah. Do you still want to drive in that thing when it breaks down? And the same way that that other car, you know, you're driving the Corolla, if that breaks down, you know, maybe because you've created that that personal attachment to it. Yeah. You feel like, you know, you want to stick around with it. You're going to make sure that it gets fixed. And it's going to be fine. And you feel the same way about the Mercedes Benz and whatnot, but you can't offer a Mercedes Benz with flat tires and uh, a rusty <laughs> engine and zero brakes and be like, well, you, of course you want to drive it because it's a Benz. Not necessarily. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Listen, whoever is driving a whoever does drive a Toyota Corolla, no offense, no offense, because I think those things will last forever. No, my point is that they're 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 trustworthy and they're fantastic. But like when you're dreaming 100%. of cars, that's not what you're gonna think of. But once you identify with them and you figure out, hey, these are these actually do the trick and I love it, you grow a heart for it. But when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you're you're dreaming up of sports cars and stuff like that. That's my point. And my and and to further your uh, defense is you know uh, a Tesla doesn't really have handles it has to like push out 
like the handle pushes out or something like that. So let's say if there's a there's a, a ice storm in Toronto, which happens a lot. Uh, what are you going to do when you can't get into your car? Right. Like sometimes it just doesn't work out. So, you know, sometimes are the Lakers a Tesla then? Because Westbrook just doesn't fit in. Is this, is this what this is? I don't Listen, man, I'm trying again. I'm not trying. I love how slander this podcast is. I love it. It's so good. But Laker fans, of course, we're you're you're going to express interest in Gary Trent. We don't want THT. We don't want Kendrick Nunn. Give me if you're gonna go full out. Give me a discussion about uh Westbrook. Actually, a discussion I, about AD. Kind of. Oh, okay, maybe AD. But I kind of beg to differ. I feel like Nurse and Ujiri and the entire Raptor squad is familiar enough with. What chemistry will be broken if they bring in Westbrook? Look, do we need a superstar? Yes. Do we need one that's associated with either injuries or chemistry combustion? No. That's how I feel about that. Ah, that's fair. Well, uh, let us know what you guys think about the Gary Trent experience. We were talking before the break. I think somebody's tweeted like, uh, I, 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 I've expressed interest in Zendaya, but that doesn't mean that's not how that works. Uh, that's well, a yeah, good <laughs> suddenly, suddenly Tom Holland's like, yeah, you could, you could have Zendaya. Here you go. Like, it's not, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not how it works. You can't yeah, just yeah, express like, interest. How... Yeah. It's like, yeah. uh, we've expressed interest. <laughs> this is going to work. He's just going to crawl his way over right. to Los Angeles. Right. Now. It's like, that's not how this works. I've expressed interest to be part of the MCU. It doesn't, that's not how this works. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Just because you express interest. That's not how it works. Next week, you're rumor you're number two, the next Marvel movie. And it's like, yeah. Oh shit, it does work. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. Yo, yo, shoot your shot, man. That's what freaking this was. Simu Liu did. Uh, trade rumor. Number two, miles Turner. Now this is not the worst rumor I was thinking because miles Turner has always been connected, I guess, with trade rumors when it comes to the Raptors and the Pacers. Now, what, the rumor that gets me is that let's just say Fred, who who do you think is untouchable for the Raptors squad right Ooh. now? I would say Fred, Siakam, Scotty, and OG. I think only Fred and Scotty. So I feel like mm. uh Fred has established himself as like the leader of the team. Yeah. And I feel like that Scotty yeah. is gonna be the future of the team. I feel like OG and Pascal will have to take a lot to trade them away, but I don't think they're completely mm-hmm. untouchable. Possibly. Oh. Now, this yeah. this trade rumor I'm talking about was a swap between Miles Turner and OG and Anobi. Yeah. I don't see that happening, of course. However, that's not a complete wash for me. Now, the reason being, okay, hear me out, Raptors fans, don't, don't throw bricks and mortars at me right now. I think OG is obviously one of our future. I think, you know, Masai knows that, right? Fred, uh, OG, and Siakam were in the meeting with Masai at the beginning of the season. They said, this is your team. They they want to put a platform for these three. But OG has, whenever he gets going to become that star that we think he's going to be, he always gets hurt. And I'm not saying that I think this is going to happen again because OG is starting to find a swarm again and knock on wood, I don't want him to get hurt, obviously. But he's just not the most durable, I'd say. And I I don't see the... It might be... a possibility to see what we can get with OG's trade value at a pretty high, pretty high mark right now and Miles Turner might be a pretty good step up between Precious and Kem 
Uh, but, you know, go a little bit further. I'm more interested in Sabonis. I think an OG and Sabonis, maybe not just a full swap, but that might be an interesting, interesting possibility. What do you think about that one? I'm not sure if that would happen, um, but if that were to... <laughs> Neither do I. I'm, I'm just like kind of putting it out there. <laughs> if that were to, by any miracle, I'd be like, okay. Um, for... Ooh. For Miles Turner, though, I feel like Miles Turner is such a great defensive player and would finally um, not only bring us back to where we were at the at the five a number of years ago. I feel like he could even like extend it because of what the team's looking like now and what he can offer to the team. I'm not saying that he's better than Gasol, but given what the team's looking like now, I feel like. Um, he would fit even better with what we can accomplish, but what would we give up for him? That is a very good question. Um, yeah, that I don't know because like, this, yeah, this season seven point one total rebounds, two point eight blocks. Uh, not, I'm not saying that this is going to be a huge upgrade, but clearly, if if you're talking about durability, Ken Birch is also not uh, in the right. You know, he he hasn't been healthy in the entire year. Uh, Precious Chu is still a work yeah. in progress, and we don't have a real center. Again, don't throw any <laughs> don't throw any Molotovs at me, man. I'm just saying that Miles Turner would be a pretty good fit with the Raptors. That's all I'm trying to say. I agree. The only thing that's keeping me from saying. Um, you know, don't do it for OG as I feel like OG is a better two way, but I feel like Miles Turner as your core defense does a really good job. So I, I don't know um, if it were to happen. I, I feel like I'd be a, a little upset, but optimistic, like, okay, okay. I, I can't wait to see where this goes. However, um, there's another trade rumor that I feel a lot more um, disgruntled by. And what would that be? Okay. <laughs> Oh, you're see that's a what? Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Now the third rumor, now what Dre was talking about is the Jakob Pertle, uh return to the Raptors. Why do you? Okay, that, that's interesting. Give me your thoughts about this because I feel like you are not on board with this. No, um, this to me screams of Antonio Davis leaving and coming back. Like I, I don't. Oh, I don't like trades like this. Like okay. And I don't mean to crap on Pirtle, who I think is a very solid player. And I don't mean to crap on Antonio Davis, who I feel like is a very solid player. To me, trades like this, unless it's like LeBron coming home or something like that, like these megastars or these uh, huge, vital members of their team, to me, this screams we tried something and it failed, so let's just try it again. Like it, I don't... No. I feel like the Spurs can like they're still in rebuild mode and they're looking pretty better than last year so i feel like they could figure something out with him in the same way i i don't think he's going to be solving the problems that we have and i feel like Mm -hmm. this i and i i don't mean to sound like an ass i hate this association that a lot of people have where it's like hey as long as it's a former player and it's like that doesn't mean your team's going to get better. That doesn't mean that they're going to improve, that things are going to be okay again, just because they're, they're recognizable. You have to remember that sometimes people were traded away for a reason. And I'm not saying that he's bad, 
But, you know, not every time somebody is traded, it's to try and get something better. It's to try and figure mm. out what's not working. So let's let's maybe not try and preempt what's not working again. See, okay, and, and this is my other thought about Jakob, is that we don't necessarily have to trade him right now because he's going to be a free agent in 2022, 2023. And we, we one, we already have... Uh, uh, Goran Dragic, who we need to get off the books, that his like eighteen million dollars off the books because mm-hmm. he clearly isn't playing. He's not going to be playing a, another game for the Toronto Raptors, and we don't want to go over a luxury tax of adding a twenty six point two million dollar uh, contract by Perto. So why don't we just wait? Why don't we wait until 2022-2023 when the free agent hits and we're looking for a solid 12.4 points, eight point eight rebounds, one point four block player in Perto without trying to trade him away. Or trade for him. That's my uh, argument when it comes to reuniting yak and skills, man. I don't see this as a bad idea. Maybe not to trade, but I could see a reunion with uh, with Jakob and, and the Raptors, man. All right. Well, at least you're doing it. You're handling this better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would be funny. I don't, man. The yak and skills was so fun, man. Like they they came in the league together uh in 2016 and there was just a good obviously there was a good camaraderie and you know clearly Yaka was that in in that trade discussion uh or was in that trade to get Kawhi Leonard why not get Yaka back because he was he was a solid big I wouldn't be opposed if he came uh, back or anything I'm just saying right. that we shouldn't be just don't trade for him is what I, you're saying. I say let's not actively make this our, our end game like if he's available and he wants to come back I have no problem with him being on the team. It's not like some of the other players right. where it's like, no, do not bring them back. But Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, well, Dre, um, I know that it's almost Oscar season, brother. So for all the Raptors fans who are huge into movies, where can we find you, my man? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs and uh, follow my film editorial and review website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-L-E.com, no spaces. And that is correct. It's almost Oscar season. So we're going to be doing a lot of coverage there uh, on the site and also on the K-Cut, which is the movie podcast that I run on that site. Jason, where can we find you? Yes, sir. Uh, you can find all of us at That's Red Podcast, and you can find Jay uh, Rosales on Twitter at Rosalesaurus, R-O-S-A-L-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. Follow us also on Raptors HQ, which is our home base. But until then, again, slander all you want. Don't matter. Uh, this this was a fun pod to slander the, both the Raptors against the Pistons as well as the Bucks. Raptors fans, until next time. That's right. Uh, speaking of slander, one last piece of it. Um, this podcast uh, lasted a little longer than some of the 10 day contracts, supposed 10 day contracts that we've seen so far. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to toss that in there. Well done. Well, uh, and, and on a, I guess on a more somber note, get well soon, KD. We, we hope you're back soon. Yes. All right. Talk to you guys later. <laughs>